0: on the line today I'm lucky enough to have uh, the delicious Steve Thompson who created something called Glance Steve, good morning. can you tell me what glance is
1: morning Jamie um, Glance is for me I suppose it's a tool it's a tool for having somebody think of a word and you just know what it is and the the real the real carrot for me when I was kind of working through it and coming up with it was that the, the selection process which just seemed really fair, really open. They'd open to any page anywhere in the magazine, go to any lump of text and just think of any significant word in the text. All you do is you just steer them away from words like and and the or but and uh, as long as I think of a, a big long interesting word uh, you're going to know what it is.
0: So how did you come up with the idea? What was your starting point? What problem with existing book tests were you trying to solve?
1: Um, I don't think it was so much of a you know, kind of a negative process of trying to solve a problem. It was more I saw an opportunity. Uh, Sounds a bit trite, but uh, I think that's what happened anyway. It's a long time ago now. But um, basically, when you you flick through a book, it's hard to uh, impress upon people that all the pages are really different from a distance. Whereas if you flick through a magazine, and from a distance a magazine, it's very evident that every page is entirely different and, um, you know, kind of unique. And I think this gives us kind of a subconscious message that every bit of text is unique and different as well. Uh, There's something quite natural about magazines that you might just have them in your your case or you might just pick one up off a table somewhere or whatever, more so than than a book. Um, But I think natural is dependent on context, but in the context that I would have been thinking, I thought the the magazine was really nice. Um, It's obviously lighter and all of those kind of benefits as well, but... There's something about the way text is laid out in a magazine in these very narrow columns. You know, like if you think of Time, Time Magazine or Newsweek or any of these, um, the way text is always laid out, it's, it's always in three or four uh, narrower columns. And this gives us a huge advantage over a book in the way in which you can hide or display words. I'm trying not to give too much away here, but if, if, uh, if you imagine a tossed-out deck only has five cards in it, um, it's quite, if you only put three cards in that Tossed Out deck, it's very easy to see the repetition. Um, if you put 23 cards in, the, in, in it, well, it's not very useful to you, so it's about finding a, a nice balance between those two things. And with a magazine, I reckoned I could achieve a much better balance between the number of words and, um, and the, the, shall we say, the, the likelihood of somebody spotting repetition.
0: Sure, sure, and also you've got the advantage in the with the layout of having photographs and the advert pages and all of that stuff as well, which helps break it up and hide the methodology, I guess. Yeah,
1: and it means that the magazine can be quite long. You know, there's a lot of pages in it, but in a normal, even in a real normal magazine, as it were, I mean, nearly fifty percent of the pages are adverts, and so you've got like you've got twice as many pages in a magazine that you could otherwise have without having to repeat too much text. And the other thing as well was that. I realized that when, depending on the imagery on a page, you would ideally have the text match the imagery. So if, for example, on, on a page there's lots of images of, um, of you know, things to do with the environment and being eco-friendly and all that kind of thing, then the content of the paragraphs could be about that topic and seem very, very natural then. And then on another page you could have you know topics about money or um, whatever might be in a kind of business magazine. And the, again, the paragraphs that are in that, on those pages would match that imagery, and yet we can still have our kind of, shall we say, clever devices about what what words we're using, um, map through the various pages. So even even though you're getting all this variety in, shall we say, the framing of the paragraphs, uh, you're still getting the same repetition, basically. But but it's much much harder to spot.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So um. A lot of book tests on the market are, for some magicians, prohibitively expensive. Why have you made Glant so cheap compared
1: to other book tests? Um, Short answer to this is you're going to have to ask Andy, because it's something (laughs) (laughs) we we still argue about. I I absolutely, 100%, and everybody knows this, I never wanted to make it nearly as cheap as it's been. But uh, it is, and it's uh, it's great. I mean, I think it was the right decision. Um, for sure, but it's it's still my ego would love it to be way more expensive. I'll be honest, but uh, the, the, <laughs> the the truth is that so many people, uh, it's been really remarkable. I mean, I never, I, I I guess a lot of people say this about their products and stuff, and I suppose it, it, I just never expected to get the response that I've I've gotten. I mean, I've got some really lovely emails. People have approached me and you know thanked me in, in, for for far more than just a trick. I mean, one, I remember one guy coming up to me and said that, you know, basically I helped him put his kids through college. And uh, that, that's how he really felt about Glance. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I close every single show with it. It's got me more repeat bookings than anything else that I do. And honestly, it's, it's you know, it's changed our family's financial position. I was like, ah, come on, that that's that's a bit of a big claim. And he was like, well, look, you know, that's how I feel about it. So I was like, okay, oh, wow. <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. So. I'm uh, I'm guessing that you know when you put out, I don't know I don't know if that happens with other tricks, but that, that was a very it was a huge surprise to me, and it's been really lovely the response I've gotten. So it's uh, yeah, it's
0: been great. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's a common response for one trick to have funded somebody's children's education. That's amazing. I'm pretty
1: confident he's uh, he's exaggerating by a long shot, but uh, it was still really nice. It was really nice that he, he it. of course to it is. Of course it is.
0: So, can you tell me what's new in the updated edition of
1: Glance? Sure. So, we've got new covers. Uh, the guys have worked uh, really nice. You know, worked up some really nice designs to kind of modernise the the cover design. Now, to be fair, a lot of users um, would replace the covers anyway. But I think it's a really good idea just to to keep them looking natural and real. And that way, you know, when you get it straight out of the box, you can use it. So that's that's one thing that's changed. Um, the other thing that's that I suppose is. Is important that it changes there were one or two words in the ads in the original print run that were they weren't long long words but they were long enough that people might select them um, now it was it was always intended that the, the script or the instructions would be along the lines of find a body of text you know find a page with loads of text on it and then find a word within that text but we we had feedback from very few people but you know still significant enough to to say well why don't we fix this just to make it really kind of 100% uh, that the odd time a spectator being nervous or whatever would just go to a, a large word in an ad and um, so there was one or two words that we've we've kind of fixed as it were um and um yeah there's there's yeah that's the the they're the main changes so it, i mean it really is more of a reprint rather than a, um a new release of a of a sure you know, of a different product
0: sure but it's great to get it into the hands of of new people i think i bought it from you when you released it at the session um so nowadays there's going to be a whole bunch of new magicians that haven't even uh, are unaware of it yeah. so to be able yeah. to give them the opportunity to perform such a strong book test for such a low price is is a great thing but who should buy
1: glance what kind of person is it is it aimed at um so definitely in my head, when I was uh, coming up with it, the, the person that was front of mind was somebody who would already be doing a, a platform or a stage show, and they're using book tests, uh, or they're using a the book test, and uh, it would be a, you know, a, a natural either addition or a alternative to the, to the book test. So it's, you know, kind of professional performer, first and foremost. So I think that's, that's the key uh, thought process that I had. That's not to say that there's not, there isn't loads of other ways that people have used it and get a lot of value out of it. There's um, a, a, a good chunk of, of people have come to me and said that they keep it on their coffee table or they, they have it in their, their bag and whenever they see the opportunity, they drop it onto somebody else's coffee table because nobody really, nobody really tracks what's on their, their own uh, coffee table in, in a business or whatever. Um, sure. So they kind of drop it in, shall we say, and then seemingly do it in an impromptu way. So you know, at a radio, if you're doing a radio gig or something like that, it could be really powerful to, you know, pretend that this you just picked this up at reception on the way in, or indeed plant it in reception and ask somebody to run out and get one. That could be really mm-hmm. powerful. Um, but you know, to to perform it, either I, either it's, it's kind of the two ends of the spectrum, either the very informal way or the the more kind of you know theatrical, legitimate kind of. Um, Perform your know, platform performance. I think they're, they're the two sure, exactly. two ends of the spectrum.
0: It could be almost the sort of thing that um, the jerks would talk about, about planting something in somebody's house and just doing it, like, one-on-one for somebody and creating that kind of moment of astonishment. But how difficult is it? If you if you came up with it as a kind of thought initially for professionals that are working on platforms or doing radio gigs or whatever, like, some mind-reading stuff, like, huge amount of memory work or different techniques that are complicated and hard to learn, how how easy or difficult would you say glances
1: i think that's i think that's the greatest trick that uh, pros ever played was convincing the non pros that they're doing all of those kinds of things No, the, the pros make it really easy for themselves that's the whole point <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, no it's super easy it's uh, there's there's virtually nothing to remember there's a there's a memory cue thing on the on the back of the magazine which is a great idea i think it was andy's or josh's i can't remember
0: uh, so if uh, if during performance you get into trouble you can there's something that's going to help you out
1: yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, there's there's so little to it anyway, that uh, and it's very organic. You you would remember even if you had kind of temporarily forgotten. It's it's hard to explain, but um, without giving it away. But it's it's certainly not. There's there's no major amount me- of memory, and there's a little um, there's a little crib and a, what do you call those things where they've made it into a word. Sy- synonym, synonym, yeah, acronym, thing, things, acronym, yes. Yeah, so no, and so there's one of those and uh yeah no but it it is very very easy it's always the same you know there's always the same few words that they could be thinking of or same bank of words i shouldn't say few words uh, that they could be thinking of so you're going to have you can have them written somewhere if you want for yourself or they are like i said they're on the back of the magazine but in terms of audience management um I think that if you sit down, you write your little script about how to do the audience management, you know something along the lines of open the magazine, flick through it, okay, find a page with loads and loads of text on it, great, um, put your finger on the page somewhere, have a look around your finger for uh you know an interesting word, a word with a few syllables on it. Have you got one? Great, okay, close the magazine and then and that's that and you're done, then you're, done. you're done, and you, you know you pretty much know with one or two other little moves. Uh, you know exactly what word they're, they're thinking of. If you write that script, if you sit down and you just work that script out in your own head, um, then it's from an audience management point of view, I think you're going to be solid. And from a kind of presentational point of view, it's very straightforward and, and, and it makes perfect sense. So I would say that it's particularly easy to perform, actually, in, in that respect.
0: No, I, um, I'd, I'd, I'd agree.
1: What I think is, is probably more challenging, uh, and I think this is something... That's just more general. It's nothing to do with glance in particular. But if you if you think about the size of the claim you're making, which is that you're reaching into somebody's mind and plucking out a thought, um, to become the kind of performer that is credible and that people buy into, uh, that's the challenging work. It's to become the the to impress upon people and to have them feel like this is something that you're capable of. I think that's the the larger piece of work. Uh, but that has nothing to do with glance that that goes for Oliver performances and all of our you know character decisions
0: no of course of course and particularly with um as you say the claim you're making when you're doing mentalism so without giving too much away how can I say this can can I say that it was influenced by the mother of all book tests and
1: you can and and interestingly originally if we go right back I didn't even uh, it sounds really silly in hindsight to say this, but I didn't even realise that Ted's method was originally baked into the method of glance because glance doesn't necessarily rely on Ted's method. Um, uh. It happens to overlap with it because you can't do, shall we say, my method uh, without having Ted's built into it. I just didn't, uh, I didn't think along those lines at the very, very start. Obviously, it became apparent very quickly. But... Um, in if If you imagine that you're, what you're trying to do with a book test is you're trying to figure out uh, which of the bank of words the spectator is thinking of well, to ask them about their word is a bit of a if they the more information they give you about their word, the weaker your method right sure. so sure. if you if you can ask uh, if, if you have to get any information from them, it would be better that if, if, if there's nothing to do with the word that they're thinking of, but somehow it, it triggers you to know which word they're thinking mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I built in a, a um, very hard to talk about this without giving away the method, but I built in a another word that's very close to their word, and if I can figure out what that word is, then I know what the, the thought of word is. Um, so there's this kind of slightly ancillary thing, but what it allows you to do is get a whole bunch of yeses. Um, one one question, as it were, or one bit of fishing, and then and then you know their 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 uh, their thought of word. So um, it sounds messier than it is in performance. But if you look at the video where Andy performs it, you'll see it. It's very very straightforward,
0: and it feel it feels natural. And you're right that, that the second you have to ask for what the first letter of their word starts with, you've almost you could you giving the
1: spectator a, a, a solution. Yeah, well, whether you are or you aren't, it's certainly not, for me, copacetic with um, reading their mind. Because, uh, you know, if, if if there was one part of the word that you could see in their mind, it's probably going to be the first letter, because that would be the biggest letter or the most prominent letter. That's just in my imagination. Now, that being said, I'm not thinking for a moment that that's a... I don't think spectators would consciously think along those lines. And, I mean, Ted's method is clearly genius. So, um, you know, it's not uh, it's not along those lines. But I think there is something quite interesting about using one thing to trigger the knowledge of the other thing, which makes it slightly more um, obfuscated from a methodological point of view. I guess. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And there's a there's another kind of presentational aspect of this with like some kind of t- a tossed out magazine. Can you tell us about
1: that? This is by far my favourite aspect of and um, I absolutely love this. Uh, so. If, if you imagine there's, there's a, a limited set of, of words that the spectators can choose from, and you have two magazines, uh, if you buy the two, two magazine set, uh, and no, this is not a pitch to get people to buy more <laughs> <of> the two. <laughs> They're underpriced no matter what you do, but that's, uh, that's, you can decide that yourself. Um, if you get a bunch of people around the audience, say, let's say six people, thinking of a word from the magazines, which is very efficient. You know, You hand out two magazines, you have a couple of people stand up, open the magazine, go to any page, any block of text, think of any word, um, and then pass the um, magazine on to somebody they don't know, and then do that again. So very quickly you've got six people, for example, thinking of of a word from a magazine. Um, This is theatrically, I think, very, very elegant, very powerful. You've got six people spread around the audience, all separated, all don't know each other, um, the magazines are passed back up to the front, and uh, and then you just look at them, you stare at them like a tossed-out deck, and you do your whole. I'm a, I'm a demigod. I'm concentrating <laughs> now, and then you know you 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 look at them and you you name six words and you say, "If if I got your word, please sit down." And it's it's just a very powerful punch. You know you've you've had, a lot of randomness, a lot of fairness, and then you you look them square in the eye and you name the, the words that they're thinking of, and they sit down. Um, so it's just it's just a very powerful method and version of that effect and if you're if you tie it in with doing a tossed out deck I think that can be quite powerful too and um, and there's a there's a lovely aspect of it which is from time to time you're going to get only five people sitting down and there'll be one person remain standing and what's lovely about that is you can fully give the impression just you know you, you used to say oh I got it wrong and then you concentrate on that one person and you 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 nail it so you get that kind of the equivalent of a tightrope walker having a little bit of a wobble sure. and then having an even greater success.
0: Yeah, 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 or the way that jugglers always pretend that they can't do the hard trick at the end and then pull it off. Yeah, whereas in our case we actually can't do it perfectly, but they don't need <laughs> <each> to know that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely they don't, absolutely they don't. So you came up with the idea for doing it as a magazine, and then how did it come to fruition? You were working with um, Andy, obviously.
1: How did it, what happened? Yeah, so um, as I was talking earlier about the design of the, the layout of the pages with the imagery and the text and linking the two, I think this is where Glance really surpassed my expectations. I, I kind of thought that we would end up with a magazine that would look pretty good, um, but Andy just took it to a completely different level, where the imagery, there's, there isn't a single picture that's repeated anywhere in the magazine, so they can really flick through it a lot. Um, just the layout of the, and the, the quality of the design really, to me at least, uh, smacks of, of, of something that's totally legit. And uh, so huge, huge thanks to, to Andy, because really, if you look at the product and the, the, what makes it work, it's kind of 20% my method and 80% Andy's hard work. So, you know, I think it's worth just saying and, and appreciating how much time and effort and, and care I mean, that wasn't a labor of, uh, uh, it was nothing but a labor of love. You'd have, you'd, you just, the amount of work that he put into it was extraordinary. Cool. Well, thank you so
0: much for taking the time to have a chat with us, Steve. Um, I really appreciate it. And I hope that a whole new load of people will get as much fun out of Glance and possibly
1: put their children through college. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. And, and hopefully those children grow up to be nice people. And, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> you know. as as a result.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Steve. I really appreciate it. I'll speak to you soon.
1: You're very welcome.